Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. And boy, we are getting ever so closer to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't know about you guys, but the hype is getting real. And we're going to talk a little bit later about something new that can kind of prep you for Falcon and Winter Soldier. But before we get to that, as always, a little bit of housekeeping here on the podcast. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk at M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And you can always email the show at theenthuslife at gmail.com. Now, after yesterday's episode, I do this a lot. Um, you know, I get up nice and early, I record the show, and uh, always got a little bit of time, you know, before uh, I got to start getting ready for work and before the kids got to get up and all that. Um, so uh, it's usually my video game time. That's when I get up and play. And so yesterday, I just had this feeling. I was like, you know what? Let me give Outriders another shot. Because I, I, I got to be honest. Like, I did that whole Outriders episode about a week and a half ago. And, you know, I've still continued to see some people having a blast with the game. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, what am I missing? With this game, like I don't understand, you know, I, I still see a lot of the sediment of, hey, it's somewhat average, you know. There's a lot of uh, datedness to the game. I mean, that seems to be a lot of the feeling around across the board. But there's still a lot of people just just saying, you know what? Who cares? Just having fun with the game, um, even though it has these rough edges. So I said, you know what? Let me do it again. And I created the, I think it's the Devastator class is the name of the class uh, that's kind of like the the rock guy where you're kind of smashing the ground and sh- throwing these rocks up and um, you can kind of put on like this rock suit that kind of gives you armor. And so I jumped in and started that. I mean, I, I picked up wherever I left off with that class. I think I kind of played through that first initial mission before you get to the main town and then proceeded to play for like 45 minutes, uh, almost an hour and having an absolute blast. And I also jumped in with a group, just a random, I, I said, because when you fire up the game now, you might have been able to do this in the beginning. You can just say, like, quick match me with some people. And I didn't even go to the base and do that because you can do it from the base. I just did it right from the beginning. So put me in with somebody. Put me in with two people. And um, they clearly kind of knew what they were doing because right now, which to me, this is still kind of just mind-boggling. People are farming chests in the game to get these legendary weapons. And sure, I understand that. You know, the fun of these games is getting that really crazy loot that you can find. Um but it's a demo, like, and I know progress carries over. I know it's the argument, but you're getting low versions of the of these weapons. I mean, I haven't d- dove in. I'm sure you can probably upgrade and uh, you know craft higher versions of these weapons, or you know uh, basically upgrade them to that. Um, so maybe that's why people are doing it. But um, you know, these guys seem to kind of know what to do because as we started going through the missions, they were kind of going off the beaten path at certain points or going into some of the side quests. And like I said, I got to be honest, like. I started having a lot of fun. I think the pyromancer class that I played initially was kind of what turned me off. And, and I kind of started looking up yesterday when I was on lunch, like seeing what other, some other people are saying about the pyromancer. That seems to be the case. Like it just seems to be maybe not strong enough uh, and just not a lot of fun to play. And, and the class I'm playing now, this devastator class is just, you can be so aggressive. And that's essentially what I did because not only is that class like a monster when you're you can throw on this rock armor so you can just get right in people's faces one of the abilities shoots you up in the air and you kind of aim around on the ground and then you come flying down and slam into some of uh, one of the characters basically turning them into just a puddle of guts <laughs> they explode and then it puts a big shockwave out around that kind of stuns and, and damages everybody around you 
Um, but then you also have another ability where you're literally kind of doing what the Pyromancer does with flames, except you're doing it with rocks, where you're kind of just causing this big, like, rock avalanche line in front of you that goes and, and smashes enemies. So I just said, screw it. I'm with these other guys. I'm just going to go nuts and be super aggressive. And at that point, I started having a lot of fun. You know, it, I kind of stuck. Saw a little bit of the secret sauce, I think, of what this game has to offer. So I'm not saying that the game is has gotten any better. You know, the the constant cutscenes, the audio cutouts of going in and out of inventory and all that, still definitely, um, you know, somewhat intrusive, taking you out of the immersion of the game. But the minute-to-minute gameplay fun is definitely there. I mean, with a group of three of us, they, they start throwing more enemies at you. So, I mean, we were bouncing all over. And like I said, this class I'm playing, like... This is the class for me. Like, it's a way to just be in everyone's face, super aggressive. Like I said, I mean, it's like when I played uh, Borderlands 3, the class um, that I played there, I think she was a siren, um, the siren that you play as. And I just made her straight melee. So it was just like I was sliding all over, sprinting all over, punching everybody in the face with a shotgun. And on top of that, the loot, that's one thing that, you know, I, I like I said, I'm kind of wondering why people are grinding. If the loot is as interesting as some of the loot I found, I mean, I found two guns that are just basic guns. I mean, I think they're they're blue, so they're not even super exotic or anything about them. Um, but they have little perks on them that were pretty interesting. The one that I found, uh, the two or two that I'm running with, was an assault rifle that every time I shoot it, it causes like a little fusion explosion. So it's taking out, you know, could potentially multiple enemies uh, or at least damaging them if they're surrounded by the enemy I'm firing at. Um, every, it's like, seems like maybe every three or four seconds, it just randomly causes like this little, um, like orb around the, the enemy I'm firing at to go poof, like kind of pulse out and just kind of damage people. But then I found a shotgun that every time I fire it, it heals me, which has just been amazing. And I don't even have to hit an enemy. I mean, I can just sit behind cover and shoot at the ground and it's healing me. So with this class, I've been able to throw on the rock armor, shoot up in the air, smash down into a group of enemies, which generally will kill one and smash some others around them. They're shooting at me, but I have this rock armor on. And then, you know, I kind of go with my assault rifle, kind of ping, 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 and causing these little explosions. And then once my rock armor comes off and I start taking damage, I switch over to the shotgun and start firing the shotgun in the face of these enemies and I'm healing up and then I can usually quickly get out. It's been great. Like it's just a super fun moment to moment gameplay that I'm having. And so I'm having more fun with Outriders. You know, I think my my leaning on the fence of whether or not to get it now is now leaning a little bit more towards probably getting it. Um, you know, it's just, it's just gonna, I probably just be more dependent on if I'm gonna have people to play with. Cause I know, you know, a couple of the guys, uh, or one of the guys specifically that I play destiny with, um, is just kind of, kind of turned off by the game. So I messaged him yesterday, yesterday and said, Hey man, we got to get in together. Cause we hadn't played it together yet and say, Hey, this, this game, it's, it's fun. It can be fun. You know, I'm, like I said, there are some rough edges to it. Um, and the way that the, the game kind of progresses. Um, but you know, playing with those other folks and, and going to, on the missions and it, very smartly pops up like a voting system of, you know, this person wants to do this quest, accept or deny. Like the, it, they really thought out all that co-op, uh, co-op options in there. And um, it's cool. It's neat. So I'm, I'm back on the fence or I'm back feeling good about Outriders. I think it, uh, <laughs> I think it may be a little bit better than what I was kind of giving it credit for now that I spent, um, you know, a little bit more time and, and actually just kind of came at it saying, I'm just going to freaking play this game the way I want to play it. And it really, that class changed everything um, for me. So don't play the Pyromancer, I think is the the moral of the story there. It's not good. They need to definitely get some more damage in there. 
Um, all right, let's uh, continue here with some video game news. We did get word that the Microsoft Bethesda acquisition uh, took a couple steps forward. That's right. Remember, of course, Microsoft is buying ZeniMax, which, of course, is the parent company for Bethesda. Uh, two big things have happened uh, in the U.S., uh, the SEC has uh, published a notice of effectiveness, uh, I guess, which is now kind of the uh, the official declaration that the company has registered um, has been accepted. So uh, I guess that kind of makes the uh, the merger of that acquisition pretty much uh, on track here in the U.S. And then uh, the European Commission, the EU, they've decided to uh, approve the merger without changes or opposition and saying... It does not raise serious doubts as to its compatibility with the common market. Now, it also went on to say, and I quote, the commission concluded that the proposed acquisition would raise no competition concerns given the combined entity's limited market position upstream in the presence of strong downstream competitors in the distribution of video games. The transaction was examined under the normal merger review procedure. So essentially, it's just saying like, yeah, there's going to be no monopoly because of this. Although, as video gamers, we could possibly see the monopoly of uh, Xbox exclusive games. But hey, those games will still be available on PC, right? If you if you had Game Pass, um, so it's exciting. You know, this is this is a big deal. Again, you know, if you're a Microsoft fan, or hell, even if you're a video gamer, I, th- I think this is exciting. I mean, I think if you're again stuck on just the Sony platforms, this may bum you out a little bit because you know we know we're getting Deathloop over there. Um, but uh, who knows beyond that, right? All these ex- all these uh, Bethesda games could be exclusive to Xbox Game Pass, so Xbox and PC. Um, but we shall see. And, and of course, not exclusive to Game Pass, but you know what I mean. Like it's they're going to be on there, and you can of course buy them on those other platforms. Um, but uh, pretty exciting. Hopefully, you know, I th- I'm thinking uh, some of the articles I was reading yesterday seem to sound like in the next couple of weeks we should hopefully get the the finality of it and uh, have it close, and then. Who knows? I mean, my question is what's going to happen on uh, Game Pass? I mean, you know, mo- a lot of the Bethesda games are there, but I mean, are we going to start really getting back into the backlog? Like, I mean, could you imagine if like Elder Scrolls Arena ha- popped up on there? Like, that would be amazing. These older, older uh, Elder Scrolls Bethesda games popping up there. Or if they made, you know, like a Game Pass version of Fallout, you know, I, I don't know actually where the rights are with those. If Interplay maybe still has that, I'm not sure, but um just those ips i think actually yeah i don't think they do because right fallout 3 was bethesda's first fallout but i don't and they had the rights to do the single player game i think is how that kind of played out when they got that um but you know what i mean i would just be great to see these other bethesda games kind of start popping up on there you know especially that backlog of all those uh last gen well now no longer last gen two generations ago the xbox 360 and ps3 games um popping up on there like wet i don't know if you guys remember the game wet uh what else there were some other just uh crazy games that Bethesda was putting out. Um, I think it would be neat if all those games kind of made their way over to uh, the platform. I think that would be cool. Uh, Let's see. We also got news, speaking of Microsoft, that I guess there's a new web browser, the new Edge Chromium-powered browser on the Xbox One, the Series S and X. And somebody had a great idea to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to log into Stadia on this browser on my console. So yes, technically now you can play stadia through uh this web browser now it's only an alpha so it's early on now chances are my guess would be that they're going to shut that down but knowing microsoft they may say eh, whatever you're using the xbox you're in our ecosystem go um stadia potentially might uh, well they, they probably wouldn't want to shut that down either right because they they need they need stadia to run on anything they possibly can to make sure somebody is just playing stadia because that's all they need 
Uh, but I thought that was kind of neat, man, you know, that, that you're able to do that. So you could get your Game Pass, have your games there on your Xbox, and then also have uh, your Stadia games. And, and actually, as of right now, I mean, you can't play Ubisoft Plus games on there, can you? Is that, I don't think that's part of it. Um, so essentially, you could get Stadia, log in, and, and subscribe to the Ubisoft Plus and get all their games and then play them through the Xbox that way. That may be a way to kind of play. Um, but uh, kind of interesting, you know, I thought when, when I had seen that. Uh, shifting gears away from that and still kind of staying in the video game tip, but getting into comics, there's a new uh, God of War comic coming out called God of War Fallen God. Uh, IGN actually had a preview. Uh, that's where I had seen the link to it. And uh, it dives into a miss, the missing Kratos adventure kind of in between God of War 3 and 2018's God of War. This is going to be a four-issue series uh, coming from Dark Horse. And uh, it's going to kind of shed light again on, on things that happen. And here's here's the description from Dark Horse. They say, God of War Fallen God follows Kratos for con- after conquering Zeus and thwarting Athena. Believing himself to finally be free of his bondage, he sets sail for the desert in an attempt to distance himself from his home and his shame only to find his rage and guilt follow close behind. Kratos rages against the one foe that has proven to be unconquerable himself. But a war against oneself is unwinnable and only invites madness. Now, the first issue comes out uh, actually tomorrow, March 10th. It'll be available uh, through Dark Horse. I mean, I'm sure you can probably get it digital. Uh, if you are heading to your local shop, you can look for a physical copy there. Um, but, you know, I think this kind of could point some some signs to the fact that we may be getting some more on, on uh, God of War Ragnarok later this year to kind of, you know, catch people up. I mean, my guess is this maybe was kind of in the works and, you know, obviously COVID kind of threw some things into chaos. I mean, this probably was planned a little bit, um, you know, before a lot of the mayhem and they didn't know how long it was going to go and development on the game, how long it was going to take. But I think it's kind of cool that they're, they're doing it this way. Um, I think it would be neat if they made some sort of, um, maybe digital deluxe version of Ragnarok. Here I'm talking like Ragnarok, like we already know it, that it's coming out and there's a release date for it. But if they made like a digital version of that, that included these comics, right? It would be cool if they did that. Um, put the code out there where you're able to, you know, kind of get this whole story. Because, you know, a lot of folks may not be chasing down comics or, or any anything like that. So I think for fans that aren't, aren't super comic book fans and keeping up with that, they would be able to get this story, um, through that method, you know, through buying God of War Ragnarok and saying, oh, cool, it comes with, with a couple of comics, not realizing that these comics, you know, have were already kind of out. Um, I hope they do that. But uh, either way, I'm interested to see this story and kind of see what happened uh, between, because that was one of the big questions with God of War, you know, 2018 was like, is it at first, you know, everybody was like, is this just a complete retelling? Is this our same Kratos? You know, you do get those answers or some of those answers kind of throughout the game. And the, and the developers were honest about it before it came out, but you know, we all first heard about it. We're like, what, what is this? Like, it, it's so different. You know, this is a different Kratos. Um, so I think this will be great to kind of be able to see how he became that Kratos, um, kind of through that. Uh, and finally today, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we are getting closer, ever so closer to that series. Uh, this Friday, actually, remember, we're going to get the behind the scenes of, uh, WandaVision, which should be pretty awesome to see. I can't wait to watch that. Um, but, Right now, if you go over to Disney Plus, there is a new Marvel Avengers, actually two new Marvel Avengers episodes. I haven't watched them yet, but uh, they are in the same vein of the last two, which were the ones on uh, Vision and Wanda. Um, And this one follows, of course, Bucky and uh, Falcon. And it kind of goes into their whole story arcs through uh, the MCU. 
So um, if you want to get caught up, definitely check those out. They're only usually, I mean, the, the Vision and Wanda ones are only five or six minutes. Um, and it shows all kinds of clips from from the MCU movies to kind of get you set up. Um, you know, we're definitely going to probably watch them with the kids and my wife again to kind of, you know, get interested in them. Um, I remember, you know, when those first two came out, kind of <laughs> kind of reviewing them saying like, what is this? You know, this isn't that great. But, you know, in hindsight, um, I think it's, it is good for people who aren't as into the MCU you know, as, as we are, as many of us here listening to the show. I mean, we, we watch these movies countless times over and over. You know, we know everything about them. Uh, but people that don't do that, that maybe saw them just in theaters the one time, this is a great way to catch up on the story. So if you've been watching the watching these series with loved ones and they're not people who are into um, the MCU as much as you are, this is a gr- these are great refreshers. So I highly recommend you watch it with those people, um, you know, that you watch the series with that aren't as into the MCU. It's a great way. And, and I haven't watched these yet. Um, but like I said, I know we I definitely will, um, just to uh, kind of catch up and, and get the, the family caught back up to where we need to be. But in the same sense, I'm almost tempted not to, I mean, I, I want to, because we're going to watch the series before we ever catch up, but we've been, we're making our way through the MCU with our kids because they've seen bits and parts of almost all, if not probably all the movies, but they've never actually sat down and watched them start to finish. So we're kind of doing that now. Um, and there's been a lot of surprises along the way. I think I had mentioned we were watching Iron Man 2 this past weekend. And um, they, I mean, when, uh, you know, Whiplash comes out on the, the racetrack and he cuts the one car in half, my son was just like, oh my God. Like when he saw that, I was like, yeah, man, this dude, he, he's rough. You know, he, he's a pretty, pretty bad villain. Um, and uh, so, yeah, there's been some exciting things that they've never seen. And, uh, you know, the whole roadie arc, you know, kind of taking the suit. They've never seen that. So they didn't understand how he became War Machine. So they got to see all that, too. So um, it's been kind of cool. But this is a great way, like I said, to kind of summarize in just five, six minutes, catch it all up um, and get kind of where you need to be, I think, for where Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be. But they, I mean, my kids have seen Endgame and, and Infinity War. I mean, we went to the theater to watch those. We went to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, Spider-Man movies. We went and saw in the theater. So, um, you know, they're kind of caught up on the end of it all. But we got to catch up in the beginning so they can be there. Uh, but guys, seriously, my my hype for Falcon and Winter Soldier is like up there right now. I cannot wait for this show. And and you know what? We we were talking in the Discord about um, how WandaVision, the one thing we love about the show is the speculation week to week to week to week, you know, you get after each episode. And, you know, this show, I don't know how much we're going to get that. Um, I think this show is going to be more like almost Mandalorian style where it's just like, badass action you're going to get in what's wrong and and i say like mandalorian this is going to be higher than mandalorian i have a feeling from what we've seen just from the previews and you know when you think of movies like winter soldier that's the whole vibe i get from this series is that it is on that level of quality of action um and you know, i mean we just know these two characters i mean that's what they bring to the table every single time uh you know what i haven't been or haven't read yet and i'm thinking about probably doing it this weekend to catch up on marvel unlimited has uh and the new series they, they launched the falcon and the winter soldier series uh, marvel has and um i've been thinking about jumping into that and just kind of catching up where in the in the books um they're kind of pitching in of course i mean it's somewhat of a promotional thing i'm sure where they they released it this time to fall in line with the series launching um but uh, i definitely want to check that out so let's wrap it up there guys thanks as always for tuning into the show big thanks as always to gamer goo gamer goo that antiperspirant for your hands gives you up to four hours of non-sweaty gaming hand coverage head on over to gamergoo.com you can check out all the different scents over there including the cherry blossom the teakwood the peppermint and of course the latest the beach breeze uh, if you're interested in purchasing anything over there be sure to use my promo code tell t-e-l 
and uh, you can save yourself 10% off your order today with that code. Again, that's GamerGoo.com. Use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me today. Uh, again, thank you here for tuning into the show, and until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.